Welcome to Episode 2 in the AIC Seasonal Video Series, Eastertide from Resurrection to Ascension. I'm Father Ron Shibley, Founder and Director of the Anglican Internet Church. The focus of Episode 2 is Easter Monday, Easter Tuesday, First Sunday after Easter, Second Sunday after Easter, and Third Sunday after Easter. Previously, in Episode 1, my focus was on the history of the Church's Feast of Feasts, the meaning of the day that changed the world, and the 1928 Book of Common Prayer Collects, Canticles, Epistle and Gospel readings, and appropriate seasonal music for Easter Day. The 1928 Book of Common Prayer provides two services for Easter week each of which emphasizes a post-resurrection appearance of Christ. For Easter Monday, also called Monday and Easter week, the collect is unique to the American Book of Common Prayer. It was composed by prominent American clergyman John W. Souter, Sr., later the official custodian of the Book of Common Prayer and dean of the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., It is based upon Luke 24, verse 35, part of the Gospel reading for the day. O God, whose blessed Son did manifest himself to his disciples in the breaking of bread, open, we pray thee, the eyes of our faith, that we may behold thee in all thy works, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The illustration is Jesus on the road to Emmaus, a temporary on-panel image in the Byzantine style painted between 1308 and 1311 A.D. by Duzio di Bonincena, now in the collection of the Museo dell'Opera del Duomo Siena in Siena, Italy. The for the epistle reading is Acts 10, verses 34 to 43, St. Luke's account of St. Peter's address to a group of Gentiles just before the Holy Spirit descended upon the Gentiles in Acts 10, verses 44 to 48, often called the Gentile Pentecost. St. Peter's words are his own summary of the unwritten understandings concerning Christ that is known as the Kerygma message. The essential points are that the church is no longer restricted to Jews, or as he put it, God shows no partiality in verse 34. Jesus is the Lord of all in verse 36. Sent by God, who was baptized by John the Baptist and who preached and healed throughout the Holy Land, who did die upon the cross and was resurrected on the third day, an event which St. Peter says in verse 41 was seen by, quote, witnesses chosen before of God, unquote, that he was ordained by God to come again to be the judge of all, and that his offer of remission of sins remains open for whoever believes in him. The illustration is a Byzantine-style apse mosaic of an enthroned St. Peter at Montreal Cathedral, Palermo, Sicily, built by the Norman king of Sicily, William II, around the middle of the the 12th century. The gospel reading is Luke 24, verse 13 to 35, 
St. Luke's unique account of Jesus' post-resurrection appearance to two disciples, Cleopas and an unnamed companion, who was said in the 4th century to be St. Luke, on the road to Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. The illustrations are The Road to Emmaus, an oil-on-panel by Alto Bello Melone, painted between 1516 and 1517 A.D., from the collection of the National Gallery, London, England, and Supper at Emmaus, painted by Rembrandt in 1646 A.D., and now at the Louvre in Paris, France. The lesson is about the theological discipline of discernment. The eyes of the disciples are holden, or restrained, in the NKJV translation, and they do not recognize the stranger on the road as Jesus. Their conversation is about the events at Jerusalem, meaning the trial, crucifixion, and death of Jesus of Nazareth, whom they had hoped would be the political redeemer of Israel. They blame the terrible outcome on the Jewish leadership. Jesus then gives them instruction on Old Testament and New Testament prophecy concerning himself and rebukes them for their weak faith. They invite the stranger to partake with them of an evening meal, and he accepts. The description of the meal is full of Eucharistic symbolism. Now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them that he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. That's Luke 24, verse 30 and 31. After his departure from them, they remark upon their spiritual experience. Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scripture to us? From Luke 24, verse 32. They hurry to Jerusalem to spread the news, speaking words now proclaimed in Easter morning liturgies around the world. The Lord is risen indeed. The fact that he was seen by St. Peter and all the other disciples is confirmed by St. Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 to 5. The collect for the second event for Easter week, Easter Tuesday, also called Tuesday and Easter week, was adapted from the Gregorian Sacramentary by Archbishop Cranmer for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. The illustration is Christ resurrected an oil on canvas painted by Raphael between 1499 and 1502 A.D. and now in the collection of the Sao Paulo Museum in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Grant we beseech the Almighty God that we who celebrate with reference the Paschal Feast may be found worthy to attain to everlasting joys through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The for the epistle reading is Acts 13, verses 26 to 41, which is St. Luke's version of St. Paul's more detailed summary of the essentials of the Christian understanding or kerygma, but with more attention paid to Christology, that is, Old Testament glimpses of Christ. Among the fulfillments of prophecy, are those concerning God's plan, Jesus' death, 
and of his resurrection. The texts from the Psalms quoted below are from the 1928 Book of Common Prayer Psalter text. Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. From Psalm 2, verse 7b. Neither shall thou suffer thy Holy One to see corruption. From Psalm 16, 11b. Internally quoted in Acts 13, 33 as he whom God raised up saw no corruption. I will give you the sure mercies of David from Isaiah 55.3. Other Old Testament-related references include St. Paul's statement that forgiveness of sins and justification did not come by the Mosaic law. The sermon ends with a final warning which quotes from the prophet Habakkuk, Behold, you despisers, marvel and perish. For I work a work in your days, a work which you will by no means believe, though one were to, to declare it to you. It was this sermon that brought many Gentiles into following the preaching of St. Paul and his companion Barnabas, who together became known as the Apostles to the Gentiles. The Gospel reading is Luke 24, verse, 30, verse 36 to 48, which takes up where the reading for Easter Monday ended with Jesus' second post-resurrection appearance in St. Luke's Gospel. Luke wrote in verse 26 that, quote, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. He describes it in verses 38, 39, and 40, how Jesus claimed, uh, calmed their fears and showed his wounded hands and feet. Most important for its teaching significance in the season of Easter is Jesus' own lesson on the fulfillment of prophecy and the commission of the apostles to evangelize the world. In Luke 24, verse 46 and 47, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. The illustration is the incredulity of Thomas, a 19th century stained glass window based on St. John's version, which is read as the gospel lesson for first Sunday after Easter. The collect for the first Sunday after Easter was composed for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer by Archbishop Cranmer based upon John 3.16, Romans 4.25, and 1 Corinthians 5 verses 7 to 8. Listeners will recognize the quotation from 1 Corinthians as one of the three verses which replace the Venite in morning prayer on Easter Day, which I discussed in episode one. Almighty Father, who has given thine only Son to die for our sins and to rise again for our justification, grant us so to put away the leaven of malice and wickedness that we may always serve thee in pureness of living and truth through the merits of the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The illustration is Christ resurrected 
the last of 21 images in a larger work, Scenes in the Life of Christ, a fresco painted in 1515 A.D. by Guadenzo Ferrara at the Church of Santa Maria della Grazia in Varala, Cesia, Italy. The epistle reading is 1 John 4, verses 4 through 12. The reading offers glimpses into the coming appearance of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost and reinforces the themes of earlier readings since Easter Day, the day that changed the world. He begins with a bold statement in verse 4 that faith has overcome the world. The water and blood in verse 6 are an allusion to the Christian sacraments of baptism and Holy Communion through which Christians receive the promise of life eternal for those who believe in Jesus as the Son of God. As St. John points out in verse 9, quote, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God which he has testified of his Son. He ends in verse 10 with a firm affirmation of the Christian virtue of accepting God's word or testimony over that of men. The illustration is an 18th century Russian Orthodox tempera and gilt-on-panel icon, St. John in silence at Vladimir, Russia, depicting St. John as an old man rather than in the youthful image used in nearly all other icons, frescoes, and mosaics of John. The Gospel reading is John 20, verse 19 to 23, St. John's account of a Sunday evening post-resurrection appearance to ten disciples assembled in a private room for fear of the Jews, in verse 19. It is the same evening of his appearance at Emmaus and probably is the same incident as the one described in Luke 24, verse 36 to 48, read on Easter Tuesday. In St. John's version, in verse 19, Jesus gives the same peace be with you greeting, but repeats the blessing with a variation in verse 21. Peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. St. John also reports in verse 22 that Jesus breathed on them the Holy Spirit, saying, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. Jesus thereafter granted them authority to forgive sins, the church's scriptural authority for the sacrament of confession or penance. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Also unique to St. John's Gospel, but not read in this lesson, is his description of St. Thomas's doubts and what St. Thomas did to assuage them, shown in the illustration, again a 19th century stained glass window generally known as the incredulity of Thomas. And by the way, this is the only speaking role for St. Thomas in the Gospels. In addition to any of the hymns for Easter Day, seasonal music in the St. Chrysostom hymnal for first Sunday after Easter are Breathe on Me, Breath of God, directly inspired by John 20, verse 22, and written by Edwin Hatch in 1878 A.D., arranged to Nova Vita. 
And Savior Breathe an Evening Blessing, written by James Edmiston in 1851 A.D., arranged to pleading Savior. Two other hymns inspired by the Apostolic Commission in the Gospel of St. John are Jesus' Refuge of the Weary, a 15th century Latin hymn arranged to Beecher using a 19th century translation by Jane Francesca Wilde and George Duffield's 1851 A.D. composition Blessed Savior, Thee I Love, arranged to Dix. The collect for the second Sunday after Easter is another composition by Archbishop Cranmer for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. It is based upon 1 Peter 2, verse 19, the epistle reading for the day. The collect is also read during the AIC seasonal video presentation for Good Friday in the cross of Christ I glory. Almighty God, who has given thine only Son to be unto us both a sacrifice for sin and also an ensample of godly life, Give us grace that we may always most thankfully receive that in his inestimable benefit and also daily endeavor ourselves to follow the blessed steps of his most holy life. Through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The illustration is a 17th century Russian Orthodox icon with tool silver cover of the resurrection presented in five scenes. The original is at Solovetsky Monastery in the remote Archangel region of northwest Russia. The epistle reading is 1 Peter 2, verses 19 to 25, another essay in which St. Peter goes beyond the oral tradition of the kerygma. After warning that those who live by the gospel teaching can expect earthly suffering and should, quote, patiently, unquote, accept that risk, he points out that Jesus, although he had no sin or guile, or deceit as it's called in the New King James translation, he suffered for us on the tree, here using a traditional reference to the cross as a tree, and that mankind owes him, the righteous judge, the obligation of living a righteous life following his example. He closes by paraphrasing Isaiah 53, 5 and 6, part of the suffering servant prophecy. By whose stripes you were healed, for you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Overseer of souls is derived from the same Greek word from which we get the title bishop. The illustration is a 10th century mosaic of St. Peter on the exterior of the Basilica of St. Peter and St. Paul in the town of Brianza in the Lombardy region of northern Italy. The final line of the epistle reading provides an excellent transition into the theme of the gospel reading from John 10, 11-16, I am the good shepherd, which is one of the startling I am 
declarations unique to the Gospel of St. John, and which is an allusion to the great I Am from Exodus 3, 14, and 15, spoken by God to Moses on Mount Sinai. Jesus compares himself in his role as the good shepherd who knows and cares for his sheep and who is willing to lay down his life for them to that of the hireling who does not really care for his sheep and who, although he is paid for the job, abandons his sheep to the wolf. He also refers to other sheep not of this fold, a reference to the Gentiles. The final line, verse 16b, is the basis for traditional church doctrine. They will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. The illustration is the central detail in The Good Shepherd, a stained glass window by Mayor of Munich at St. Joseph's Villa Chapel, Richmond, Virginia, as it is used in the AIC bookstore publication Paintings on Light available through the virtual bookstore link at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. In the St. Chrysostom hymnal, there are many hymns appropriate for the shepherd theme of the second Sunday after Easter, including Savior Like a Shepherd Lead Us, originally written by Dorothy Ann Thrupp in 1838 A.D. as a children's song based upon Psalm 23 and set to the tune, Sicilian Mariners. And Dear Shepherd of Thy People Here, written by John Newton, best known for Amazing Grace, around 1800 A.D., and arranged to the common meter tune, St. Stephen. The King of Love, My Shepherd Is, written by Henry Williams Baker in 1868 A.D., and set to St. Columba. And finally, He leadeth me, O blessed thought, written by Joseph Henry Gilmore in 1862 A.D., arranged to Autumn. The collect for the third Sunday after Easter is the oldest collect in the Book of Common Prayer. It was adapted by Archbishop Cranmer for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer from the Leonine Sacramentary part of which includes prayers from the 4th and 5th centuries. Almighty God, who showest to them that are in error the light of thy truth, to the intent that they may return unto the way of righteousness, grant unto all those who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion that they may avoid those things that are contrary to their profession and follow all such things as are agreeable to the same. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The illustration is a stained glass window of St. Leo the Great at Visirad Castle in Prague, Czech Republic, part of a pair with St. Clement of Rome. The epistle reading for third Sunday after Easter is 1 Peter 2, 11-17, which actually comes before the reading for second Sunday after Easter. St. Peter advises Christians to live righteous lives, resisting bodily lusts, and not to contest civil authority in the world. The final verse, verse 17, love the brotherhood, 
fear God, honor the king, is reflected in Anglican worship in the prayer for the state in evening prayer. The illustration is a 14th century bas-relief by Bonino of Milan on the exterior of St. Peter's Church, Corcula, Croatia. The Gospel reading for third Sunday after Easter, John 16, 16 16-22, is St. John's account of Jesus' sermon on the meaning of a little while, spoken on the evening of Maundy Thursday, not long before his betrayal and arrest, possibly in the house of St. Mark. In St. John's narrative, the disciples are confused and say so among themselves over Jesus' expression that, quote, in a little while, unquote, they may not see him, and in another little while they will see him. A little while comes from the Greek mikron. It does not refer to earthly time, but to the vast scale of God's good time. He promises joy will follow their sorrow, using a childbirth analogy. In these three references to time, Jesus is prophesying three events, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension to the Father. Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you, from verse 22. The illustration is an early 15th century temper and guilt on panel icon of Jesus Christ by the noted Russian icon painter Andrei Rubelyov, originally prepared for the Cathedral of the Dormition, or Church of the Assumption, in Zvinigorod, Russia, a small town just west of Moscow, and now in the collection of the Tretyakov Gallery in Moscow, Russia. Suggested hymns from the St. Chrysostom Hymnal for Third Sunday after Easter, in addition to any of the Easter hymns previously cited, are Arise, O King of Grace, Arise, written by Isaac Watts, in 1719 A.D. and arranged to St. Agnes. How Gentle God's Commands, written by Philip Doddridge and published posthumously in 1755 A.D., here arranged to Boylston. The God we praise, thy name we bless, a Latin hymn from the 4th century based on the morning prayer canticle Te Deum Laudamus arranged to Old Hundredth. Other AIC resources not previously mentioned are from the AIC Bible Study video series New Testament Gospels, from the Gospel of John, topics of special interest are the I Am the Good Shepherd declarations in episode 33 and 34, the skepticism of St. Thomas, expressed to Jesus in the upper room in episode 41. Jesus' reference to Greek words or phrases usually translated as time or units of time are discussed in episode 44. And John's several references to the phrase fear of the Jews, unquote, is discussed in episode 45. My podcast homilies for first, second, and third Sundays after Easter 
are linked from the podcast homilies page, from the AIC Christian Education video series, The Lives of the Saints, first series, Thomas is discussed in episode 2, John in episode 4, Paul in episode 5, Mark in episode 7, Peter in episode 11, Matthew in episode 14, and Luke in episode 15. Episodes are linked from the digital library page and podcast versions from the podcast archive page. From the AIC Bookstore Publications, in two of our new books in the Gospel of series, in the Gospel of Luke Annotated and Illustrated, topics in this episode are found in Chapter 24, including the post-resurrection appearance of Jesus on the road to Emmaus and in the upper room. In the Gospel of John Annotated and Illustrated, Topics discussed in this episode are Jesus' Good Shepherd Declaration in Chapter 10, his references to concepts of time, particularly a little while, in Chapter 16, and Jesus' post-resurrection appearance in the upper room, which includes the scriptural warrant for the sacrament of confession penance, appears in Chapter 20. In Layman's Lexicon, Entries of interest are baptism, confession slash penance, discernment, forgiveness, Holy Spirit, I am, kerygma, peace, and shepherd. All AIC bookstore publications are available using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the home page. Finally, there's Father Ron's blog, a page where I post usually weekly the latest news and information, including material about new videos and podcasts and planned projects for the future. I invite you to subscribe to the blog page by clicking the Follow Anglican Internet Church tab in the right-hand column. Subscribers receive notification from our website host, WordPress.com, of each new posting. Thank you for joining me. For episode two in Easter Tide from Resurrection to Ascension. Next time in episode three, the focus will be on the fourth and fifth Sundays after Easter, the latter called Rogation Sunday, Ascension Day, and Sunday after Ascension. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.com dot net